0: Welcome back to this week's episode of Be Boulder. We are once again joined by Alex Killian. Uh, Alex has been on the podcast before, but he's in a new role and he's thinking about some new things. And so we're excited to have him back and kind of talk to him a little bit about how um, investors are thinking about wellness initiatives in companies. So Alex, for those who don't know, why don't you remind the masses? Um, what you do every day, your background
1: Yeah. Thanks, Lindsay. I'm glad, glad to be back on. Um, so right since the last time I was, uh, on the podcast, um, I was in a corporate dev role and I have since joined Endeavor. Um, so we are a, uh, international network of, by, and for high growth scale entrepreneurs. And, uh, I can, I can dive a little bit into that, but effectively what we do is support entrepreneurs who are scaling their business, usually post-Series B, um, and we are trying to add fuel to the fire um, to, to just amplify potential exits with the idea that their wealth creation and first employees, investors, wealth creation is good for the communities in which they reside and helps spur economic development. So, um, very excited to be back working more directly with with startups and uh you know still working on some some exciting things on the side as well and and uh you know looking at investments in a number of different opportunities so um definitely definitely excited to talk about this topic and uh you know before just to bring everyone up to speed, who didn't hear the previous podcast i spent some time doing investments in real estate in toronto um and then spent uh, a good two and a half years working with. Uh, with Lindsay at Launch New York uh, on our investment funds, and so um, yeah, a lot, a lot of uh, varied experiences, and I think this is a really important topic. So excited to jump in.
0: Yeah, um, and and Alex is being humble. He was really like the star of the show. He was always running around behind the scenes cleaning up my messes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he was great, and I'm always eternally grateful for for you and the team. So let's kind of jump into it you know you talked a little bit about endeavor but when endeavor for example is looking at organizations you know what are the things that endeavors thinking about and understanding that this is not a picture endeavor right? but you know it kind of helps us set the stage for the rest of the discussion
1: yeah it's a good question so it's a really cool model it was started about 25 years ago in in South America um, under the, the the auspices of the there wasn't a lot of entrepreneurship or the concept of entrepreneurship in, in, in countries in, in, in Latin America was really nascent. And so the idea of both supporting, but then showing entrepreneurs and showing ecosystems that that this is a path to immense wealth creation um, and immense impact on communities, uh, You know, whether it be new jobs, like I said, new new, new wealth, um, or supporting through new new industries and new technology for for consumers. and um, and so what what we are really focused on at endeavor is is a couple things. You know, as I mentioned, the the idea of working with high scale startups. So we really focus on companies that are at an inflection point. Um so they've they've proven product market fit and they are really ready to just dump whatever resources are needed, be it scaling a sales team or scaling, you know, devs scaling um, new customers to, to to just drive revenue and capture market as quickly as possible. Um, so it's important that they have those qualities and we really are selective. Um, we're discerning with who becomes an endeavor entrepreneur through the selection process, because the whole point is that companies and founders that are coming through and become selected to be endeavor entrepreneurs are the top 1%, right? So I think it's actually three to 5% of companies End up being selected that start at the top of the funnel, and the value is is that we have the same level of discernment with our mentors and the same level of discernment with our capital partners. And so, bringing those groups together, be it with peers, mentors, or or, or access to capital, um, really leverages the the network in, uh, effect and and allows for that that scalability to just be that much stronger. Um, equal and probably more important is that those entrepreneurs have a give back mentality. So. Um, we want to work with founders who are in it to not only succeed themselves, but see others succeed. And that might be in the moment as they're growing their first business or it might be after the fact when they have a liquidity event and now they're seeding new companies or, um, you know, starting their next startup where they're going to have that that same same impact. So those are kind of the two things that we're most focused on. We skew towards tech You know, SaaS companies, enterprise, tech-enabled services. Um, We have less of exposure in things like life sciences and 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 climate tech, but we do have companies in our portfolio that that are uh, in those industries as well. They just are a lot harder to help, (laughs) candidly. (laughs) A lot more uh, technical and and um, scientific minds to to support those those types of entrepreneurs, and we're building out that capacity as well.
0: Sure. So i love all of that and i know you and i have talked in uh in a very recent past about some of the things that we think about doing together Mm -hmm. and you know investments we talk about doing together and one of the things we talk about is like are these folks the top one percent of the top one percent and it sounds like endeavor has um a similar mindset right like this is the top three percent you know so um how do you, how do you discern that? How are you thinking about that for the, the folks that are entrepreneurs that are out there that are looking to maybe join?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And there's, there's a couple things and, and, you know, and, and on some senses, there's, there's just this feeling when you get around founders where, you know, you, you, you talk with them and they are, they are dynamic and uh, thoughtful, inquisitive, constant learners. And you just kind of get that sense, right? Like they're built different. Mm-hmm. They, they eat, breathe, and sleep their startup, but they do it in a healthy way, right? Like it's not an obs- it's not an obsession in an unhealthy way, but they're they're just so engaged and fueled by what they're working on. Um, and so you know, there there is sometimes there it's just that it's just that feeling. Um, but I would say more so kind of the the more things that you can see are you know, they've, they've, they've shown that they can overcome adversity in their journey from, from, from founding. Um, they have a passion or a mission that isn't simply, you know, I want to create a billion dollar business because money's cool. Yeah, it is. But, <laughs> um, you know, th- there's a, there's a real problem that they felt a pain point and they now feel like they have a solution that they can bring to the market and it's going to help a lot of people. Um, and so kind of, just picking up on some of those indicators along the way, you know, what what was their journey from ideation to product to commercialization? Mm-hmm. Um, what obstacles have they overcome? How have they built their team? Are they attracting, you know, talent that is at their level or exceeding their level? And I think all of those things point to a really successful entrepreneur who has the capabilities to be in that top 1%. Um, anytime you start to see friction kind of along the way, like those are the signs of like, you know, maybe it's not necessarily that that person can't become that, but maybe it's not this idea, or maybe it's not this business or or this time, um, just because it's it's, you know, that that friction just builds and builds. And over time, it's hard to maintain, you know, success and maintain keeping on on building the thing because it just becomes overwhelming. And so, uh, the 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 more frictionless it is, I think I think those are all indications that maybe you're working with somebody who's working on the thing that can be that top one percent and have a have a really good success. And those still fail, right? Like I mean, that's sure. the venture. Um, yes. But if you can start with somebody who's predisposed to being in that kind of top one percent mindset, I think the the outcomes are better in the in the end.
0: Yeah. So I love that you know the organization that you're with. Just thinking about hey, how do you do this in a healthy way? Mm-hmm. So in addition to the things that you talked about there, what are some of the things that you are looking at and looking for when you're talking to founders? And this is you personally. What are you thinking about? Them?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So so kind of the, the wellness holistically, I think is 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 big. We've talked a lot about this. The the concept of somebody who is either not in a good place as an individual, be it, you know, physical, mental, financial, spiritual, however defined wellness. Um, again, there's that friction. It's really hard to overcome and focus on being successful, being your best self in whatever role that is. If there's other things that are going to be dragging you down, you're going to be, you're going to be, you know, that energy suck because you're struggling with your, you know, again, any one of those categories and, and so many more. And so, it's just kind of that that screen of of how how do you start to pick up on the cues of somebody who maybe is struggling in one of those capacities, and it doesn't mean necessarily that that is a deal breaker, right? It's 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 you know how can I then be helpful and get them in front of the right resources so that that can start to get taken care of the way it's supposed to, and free them up to be the best they can be in their business. Um, and it is it's tough because we, you know, we, we talk a lot about being the best that they can be in their business. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be like the Google or Facebook mentality, like we're gonna give them free lunch and dinner so that they work 16 hours a day and and you know never never go home. They're they're living on campus. It's not what we want, but we want that when you are working in the business or on the business, you are in the best mental space you know, physical space that you, that you can be because so you're making those right decisions and you're making less errors. And and again, the kind of that those errors can compound and suddenly things spiral out of control. And the root cause is not necessarily because there was something wrong with the businesses because there was something wrong um, with the individual uh, where they weren't taking care of themselves.
0: 100%. I mean, when we think about investing a lot of times, right, we think about it from a perspective of, you know, how is, let's talk about the team, right? Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. The business, I mean, you can give an average business to an all-star team that's doing really well and is taking care of themselves and they will turn it into an all-star business.
1: That's exactly right. right. That's exactly <laughs> right. Well, and, and, <laughs> and how many times do we see like these companies, they pivot, right? Like the thing that right. they end up being successful in the long run is not the thing that they started with. Um, mm-hmm. And that's so true, especially at the seed stage. Like we're making an investment in the individual, not the idea. Yes, yeah. there's all the things about the idea that, that get us excited and, and like we're, we're not going to, you know, invest in a high-scale puzzle company. And I say that a little tongue-in-cheek because there's a really successful puzzle company in Buffalo that's made a lot of money I wish I invested in if I yep. could have. Um, but, you know, within reason, if it's if it's a business that has a lot of opportunity, um, it's so much about the team. And that's why, you know, kind of goes hand-in-hand hand here. I'm, I'm jumping around a little bit, but Um, you know, we talk a lot about like market opportunity, right? And you always hear it's gotta be a billion dollar market opportunity at a minimum, right? For this idea to be enticing for the venture world. And that's not because I think anybody expects you to capture a substantial amount, uh, you know, you're not gonna be a billion dollar revenue business because you capture that whole market. The reason why uh, a big enough market is important is because we all know you're gonna pivot. And there just needs to be enough room so that when the pivot happens, you're not instantly put, putting yourself into a corner. So a um, little sidebar, but again, goes to the importance of at the early stage, right? It's about the founder, it's about his or hers or they, theirs, you know, mental mental capacity, physical capacity, like the, the ability to be the best founder that they can be. Um, and that's what we're investing in. Um, not always just the idea and, and, and the potential of their business model.
0: Right. So everybody loves a good war story, or <laughs> a good yeah. horror story, right? Obviously without naming company names or anything like that, can you talk about maybe where you've seen something go, you know, you, you knew something was dysfunctional with the team or the, you know, founders or whatever the case might be. And, you know, organization had to make a decision to not proceed with the and investing in the business or cease investing in the business any of those might work.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely so so there we we ran into this I don't want to say often when we were at launch New York, but we saw enough deal flow right like that this mm-hmm. this came up um, and there there were absolutely um, examples and you know I, I can I can think of a few you know one one particularly where we were looking at, we had actually already made, um, you know, we had worked with this company and we were looking at, you know, s- subsequent investments and um, you, know, you really started to just have some of the the red flags that something wasn't necessarily right. You, know, you just got this feeling, there was there was a distraction, there was, you know, less time being spent on trying to propel and grow the business more time being spent on on kind of personal items. and and it all just started to trigger that like spidey sense a little bit. Like something's not right here. and um and it did end up being kind of that situation where the founder was having financial you know issues, and you know the startup game is is pretty ruthless when it comes to that. And so that focus was no longer on the business. It was on you know how do I? make sure I'm doing the things I need to be doing at my, you know, personal life and and the business suffered and ended up, you know, kind of going under because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really hard because I think that of all of the things that we've talked about, uh, you know, and, and try and support entrepreneurs with the financial piece is really the hardest, right? Because it's, you know, I can give you and provide you with, um, resources for, for mental health. I can, you know, try and set you up to be, uh, at least carving out time for yourself or giving you like tools like a whoop band or something to to be able to track your physical wellness and like make sure you're getting enough sleep and all of those things and you know spirituality again there's there's resources out there the financial piece is tough because it's you know how do you take care of someone's financials other than giving them money and oftentimes you're not in a position to do that um so that's a harder one like I, i don't always have a good answer for that but it's it's it happens and it happens frequently now on the flip side i think there's there's Stories that in in uh, you know founders that we've worked with and and I think um, you know you'll quickly pick up on who it was but we've seen just like immense amounts of adversity right like things that could sink the startup before it ever even had a chance to be successful and 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 that founder was able to overcome it and that founding team was able to overcome it time and time again and it's like again we kind of go back to the one percent like if that's not an indication that by hell or high water they're going to make this thing successful um you know that's it's it's almost then doing a disservice if, we, <laughs> if we're not right. supporting founders right because they they've proven that they have what it takes to kind of overcome those things and and they did it in a way of you know a good support system you know from their early investors from you know the community it's it's uh it's it takes takes a village in a lot of sense the same way they say raising a kid it takes a village to to, to launch a startup so um you know you you it's see both uh, sides of it.
0: It does. And, and I do know what, what company, I think, you know, company you're talking about there, but I mean, it's important to note that that company also did it in a healthy way. Like those people, like even down to the financial health of themselves, you know, they made decisions to like move in with their, their family for a period of time so Mm -hmm. that they didn't have the stresses and the burdens of trying to figure out how to pay a mortgage or rent. So they, you know, made sure that they were taking care of themselves so they weren't, creating additional distractions in their everyday life like it is hard enough to try to run a business or even run a business line within a company you know yes you have some resources or whatever but like you've got a lot of pressure on you to try to like Absolutely. run certain things and you know if you're distracted with hey how do I pay my mortgage or you know dealing with massive amounts of uh you know personal mental health issues physical health issues you know all those things but you're just you can't you can't do it all right and i think that's you know you you can have it all if you take care of yourself and you take care of yourself very consistently but uh that you have to be consistent about because if you're consistently inconsistent or if you're consistent at not taking care of yourself that's going to have a set of outcomes too
1: Mm -hmm. yeah no absolutely And, and, and there's a lot of things that i think early founders can look at to try and set themselves up in advance to be um putting guardrails almost or checks in right like i think you 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 think about the the preference and it's not always it's not always the case but the preference to have multiple founders on a startup team right like mm-hmm. solo entrepreneurship is that much more challenging um because you don't have somebody that you're going through kind of the battlefields with you don't have somebody that you can talk to and share those stressors and insecurities and and concerns um, you don't have somebody who can you know keep you in check Make sure you're taking care of yourself. Um, you know, we take a big responsibility, I think, as investors to do that. Um, not all investors are like that. There's a lot of people who just write checks and say, you know, hey, hope hope, hope this all works out. Um, but you know, I think things that founders can do early on. Um, having open conversations with their significant others right like here's here's the realities of what's going to happen and you know are we comfortable taking on this risk and being very open about those things that early on are all important so that six 12 months down the road when you're in the thick of raising a series a and you know struggling to pay payroll or whatever the the things that happen time and time again for, for the founders um you you already kind of set yourself up for success because you have those you know those support systems in place, and you're not trying to scramble um, with both the business and your personal life at the same time.
0: Amen. Amen. And look, does that happen sometimes? Yes, but do you have the systems in place to manage through it? That's I think the thing that people need to always keep in the back of their mind. So. Rounding it out because I think this was uh, super important for people to hear. Like, a, there are investors that actually care about like how okay. you're thinking about yourself if you're yeah. a company and you're seeing, right? Yeah. But and what you see sort of is, you know, sometimes your spidey senses go up. I would say, can you give the listeners out there, um, you know, one or two things that just are such red flags in terms of wellness or health? in your seat as an investor mm. that you would say, like, I, I just can't do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think the first one and it's sometimes hard as an investor to see it, but, but it, it kind of brings it, makes itself present in other ways, but, um, you know, the physical, like the energy component, right? Like your body, if you are pushing yourself too hard or, you know, carrying an immense amount of stretch, your body tells you, um, you know, I, I know you've experienced this, I've experienced this in my life and, and not, not as a founder, but like, you know, in, in different, different ways. And it's like, sounds kind of, uh, out there, but like, I think the universe does tell you like, okay, you need to, you need to slow down you need to get yourself in check. So, um, that sometimes you don't realize it until someone tells you it. And so like, again, you can kind of see that in someone's, um, energy, how they're bringing themselves to the table every day. Um, the level of excitement and engagement that they have as they're kind of talking with you. So I'm in the investor chair, and, and and I'm kind of going through whether it's diligence or you already had an investment. Like update calls, like you can pick up on those things. And so that's, you know, that's a flag. It doesn't mean to fake it either, right? Like it's okay if you're feeling that, um, and it just is your, you know, the universe, your body, whatever, telling you something's out of out of balance. And it's important that you get it back in balance and take care of yourself. And I think any investor is going to, um, even if they don't, we talk about other investors that maybe don't care about those things. I think any human is going to be receptive. If you say, listen, I am struggling with this right now and I need support in this way, or I just need time or guidance on how do I deal with this issue. That's not about my startup. It's about me as a human. I think, you know, majority of the the people you interact with are going to be receptive to that. And now not only try and be supportive of you, but they're going to be that much more uh, um, of a a champion, a friend, and, you know, more engaged as an investor because you're being open and honest. And it's like an indication of what's to come after I make an investment because it's so much of, again, about that relationship. Um, And then I think on the other side, again, it's that team dynamic, right? So from the investor's perspective, if, if you are, on a team, I'm probably going to want to meet all of those people and, and um, you know, it might just be your executive or it might be all the way down to, you know, your junior dev person. And, and so um, those things tend to be pretty obvious when you start talking to other people in the team, if something's going on with the leadership team where they're clearly being impacted by something out of balance in their life. Um, and people pick up on that pretty quickly. And it's, you'd be surprised on how receptive others are when you're, when you're working with them. So, um, you know, I think that's the other way it's, it's a bit of a red flag when you start to kind of get some of those mixed opinions or like, Hey, you know, yeah, I really like working for X, Y, and Z, but man, can they be challenging? So like, mm-hmm. okay, what do you mean by that? <laughs> What's, what yeah. What's challenging? Like, what does that mean? Are they pushing you to just, you know, do your best or are they, Hard to work with, right? And you start to kind of peel back that onion and quickly realize if I'm investing in the individual more so than I am investing in the idea, um, what does that say about the potential of this company? If they're already kind of dealing with these things, and and there's still so much more adversity right. to come. So and it's
0: probably just going to get worse, correct. right?
1: How
0: you know, people sometimes people are unaware; they they don't know to, that they're coming off that way. And sometimes people are very aware that they're coming off that way, and then you know, then that kind of brings us back to is like in terms of leadership for that organization. For example, are they really part of the top one percent? Correct, right? Because if they can't lead their teams in an efficient, effective way without you know being call it mentally or physically abusive mm-hmm. on their on their team members, um is that really the best of the best?
1: That's yeah. it, exactly yeah. right. And it is really, it is really again like you know we've. Uh, we talked a little bit about this today on, on the podcast, but like, you know, when you meet somebody, right. Who, who just has, has it. And, um, and, and again, I don't, I, I, I always preface this with, it is not something that I think everybody can have it, right. Yeah. The alignment of the right idea at the right time with the right passionate leader who's doing it. And I think everybody in the entire world can have that it thing um but when you meet somebody where those all of that is aligning um man does it just knock your socks off and it's like you get that sense of like i want to go work for that individual (laughs) like like, screw this investing stuff (laughs) (laughs) i want to go follow that that person into battle and so um it's just really cool when you see that, and I think some of the people that I've encountered that are really successful in that are constantly, they're they're constantly learning and they're constantly pushing themselves to be better and they have this kind of like servant leader mentality. I don't know nearly as much as uh, a lot of people think that I know or I, I fool myself into thinking and so I'm going to go continuously try and learn and be better and figure out the best ways to work with my team, to work with my investors, to work with my employees, to work with, you know, my customers. Um, And there's always that I can, I can do better. I can be better. And and it's it's the journey, not the destination, all that jumbo mumbo, whatever, (laughs) all the sayings, the cliches, but uh, I think it's true. I think it's true. And, And so the people I've seen who are the best at that, have that mentality of constantly learning, constantly trying to push themselves to be better individuals. And by doing so, you push the rest of your team to do the same.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Well, Alex, uh, congratulations on your new role. Obviously that's super exciting. And uh, thank you so much for being here and sort of sharing how investors, not all, but some (laughs) think about, you know, wellness and, the person as a whole in terms of at being part of their investment criteria.
1: Absolutely. And the last thing I'll plug is if, if, if you're somehow just joining for this podcast and it's your first one, go back and listen to the other podcast um, that Lindsay and all the great guests have come on and put out and, and, and shout out to Danielle too. And behind the scenes, because I think throughout, right. A lot of the stuff that, that you've talked about on here is, is hitting on those things, right? Like the, these are the, the, the really important pieces to focus on. And if you do, and you just keep working on, you know, taking care of yourself, taking care of your teammates, um, good things happen.
0: Amen. Amen. So, well, thank you for that. Thank you for joining us. And for all of you out there as always, thank you. And don't just be bold, be bolder.